Hello everyone, we would like to welcome you to our new episode of the Rank Approval Podcast, the world of fan selection. But uh, in this case, it's, I mean, it's something I think new, is uh, different, no? Because the sanctions have uh, a broad impact, uh, especially those on the Central Bank of Russia. As everyone knows, my name is Carla Solera and I am the Investor Relations Specialist here at Rankia Pro Europe. Today, we are going to talk about the impact of the world in fund selection with David Carney, Portfolio Manager at BCC, Risparmio e Previdenza. Hello, David. How are you? How is everything going in Italy? Hi, Carla. Hello, everyone. Uh, in Italy, it's uh, as uh, everywhere in Europe, we are worried about uh, the current situation. But the, the financial markets goes on, so it's uh, it's a day by day volatility that we have to manage. Yeah, exactly. Everything is like you have to be paying attention every day to to the news because uh, it's it's a total mess, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so yeah, David, welcome to to the Ranka Pro podcast. Um, as you know, it is always, of course, a pleasure to, to count on you as a speaker at our event. Um, so, yeah, thank you for, for being here. David Carney, Portfolio Manager at BCC Risparmio and Previdencia, joined this company in 2011. First as a Fund of Funds Analyst and then as a Fund of Funds Manager. He started working as a Risk Manager in 2004 before moving to Analysis and Management in 2009. David, please uh, feel free to add anything that you think could be interesting for, for our listeners. No, it's, it, everything is correct. And <laughs> uh, unfortunately, fortunately is, uh, uh, I'm near 20 years of uh, work and this gave me uh, the, the possibility to see We've seen in the, the, the past real, real crisis in financial mm -hmm. markets because this, I think, it's now it's crucial. You no, know? mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, a lot of managers and fund manager and the fund selector are uh, younger, mm -hmm. and so they they spend all their uh, their career uh, during the let me call it the summer of the last uh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. or 12 years and so it's now it's uh, it's clear that uh, the situation uh, is changing uh, and is mm -hmm. changing faster than uh, we have the habit to consider so yeah. it's uh, it's important to have a little bit of uh, experience uh, experience yes yes yeah it's definitely because obviously with 20 years of experience um It's, it's obviously you know what you're talking about and and I think it's good to have you know profiles like you now to to be to to basically know where we have to go you know and to obviously analyze this this situation so so yeah thank you again for for being here so as everyone can imagine uh, today we are going to talk about a, a difficult topic. It is a long time uh, since investors uh, had to deal with a war in Eastern Europe and worry about a serious inflation. I think everyone, and when I say everyone, I mean as individuals, um, everyone is trying to help 
uh, well, we are all feeling fear and sympathy at what is happening in Ukraine and, and even some anxiety, I think. Um, David, I will get straight to, to the point. What does Russia's invasion of Ukraine mean for, for the markets, basically? Yeah, it's uh, it's another, let me say, uh, difficulty that we had mm -hmm. in a, a pretty uncertain time, no? Because, uh, uh, to be honest, is uh, from the last November, December, that we are approaching this new paradigm in uh, mm -hmm. financial markets, no? Uh, and uh, I, I still believe because. As you mentioned, we are all focused, all, everyone is focused on the Ukraine war uh, and the mm -hmm. short term and the impact maybe in the medium term. Uh, and this is true because we, we cannot simply forget what is happening. But uh, exactly. I, I'd like to, to, to push the attention on the, you know, the, the, the big monster that we have uh, mm -hmm. in front of us that is... Uh, the combination between a slowdown uh, in uh, growth mm -hmm. and uh, inflation that still remain high and maybe will remain high for more than we can accept. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the main, uh, I think, the main topic of this year. Because, uh, of course, uh, if we go to the, the, the theme uh, no, of this first question, mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the conflict uh, will will impact uh, and we we lived this last two weeks uh, with uh, an increasing volatility mm -hmm. but uh, um, I mean is embedded in a, a, a downturn period no is mm -hmm. I mean the, the the equity markets uh, were still in red uh, before the, the start of the Ukraine conflict mm -hmm. uh, because of this, uh, let me say, new paradigm of normalization of interest rates, uh, new monetary policies by ECB and uh, Fed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let me say, this is the, the heavy weight, uh, no? I think uh, mm -hmm. for a shorter period of time, Uh, with respect to the uh, the stone that we already have on our shoulders, uh, that is this combination of lower growth and inflation. Mm -hmm. So, of course, now we are focused on that and the market uh, uh, reacts uh, violently. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you look at the, for example, the bond market, no, in and we expected maybe uh, a more risk of scenario so the the yield on treasuries or on, on bonds uh, to uh, go back to 2021 levels and this is not the case if we look today we see the treasury more than 2% yield and i think because the market is more fearful of the say the, the the big problem and not this, uh, I mean, I don't want to be <laughs> cynic, but from yeah. the financial perspective, I think the Ukraine war is a less pr problem 
let me say, is a mm-hmm. shorter time period problem than the inflation. Mm-hmm. So the impact is violent, but I think it's mm-hmm. uh, shorter in time. So it's, uh, I expect in two, three weeks, uh, maximum a month, that uh, we, we, we can obtain, we can uh, achieve, uh, let me say, a status quo. Mm-hmm. where uh, the, the conflict will change phase, okay? Mm-hmm. And this this change in phase uh, will help the market to understand where we are. Because yeah. I think now we are uh, too much involved and it seems, you know, in uh, every country in Europe, we discuss the same thing about the cost of energy, the, yeah. the increasing of uh, commodity price. Yep. Uh, so... Those two themes, uh, I think it's very, uh, now it's, I mean, it seems a nightmare, mm-hmm. but we have to understand what, how can the, the companies will react. Because if it's true that we have already some uh, evidence that uh, uh, the first companies are uh, reducing or closing the production, because of the cost of the, the impact of the cost of energy is more than the revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not everywhere, no, not every industry, not every sector will be impacted in the same way. So to, to understand that the real impact, we have to wait, I think, two, three months. Uh, the problem that we already see, I think it's the uh, the lack of confidence from the consumer perspective because of course if you know that i mean if your future is uncertain and you you don't know how have to pay for your uh, electricity or gas and uh, i mean if you are more uh, if you are less confident uh, to have a trip uh, to go on vacation, uh, of course, this will reflect on consumers, on and and so on on various sectors, no. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, are those sectors that are, let me say, they were trying to rebuild their confidence after two years of COVID, uh-huh. and so they are, uh, let me say, they are just push their head. Uh, outside and are pushed back no because uh, mm-hmm. of this uncertainty so uh, now of course the, it's we are still in the moment where the uh, we are talking about uh, volatility uh, all over all the market but i think in one month we have to distinguish between sectors mm-hmm. between countries uh, because of course uh, uh, Northern countries are maybe less involved in the energy crisis. Uh, Italy, for example, is completely a mess from this point of view because mm-hmm. uh, Russia is uh, 40% of uh, gas import. So yeah. now we are still in the first uh, part of fear, let me say. One month yeah. and we will move to an, uh, the new phase. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. I think that we have, you know, to wait because I think it's too early to to probably know the consequences 
um, of what is happening um, because everything, you know, was a shock for, for everyone. And at the end of the day, the only truth um, is that Russia's invasion of Ukraine has abruptly transformed the, the world, both socially and, and economically. Um, so, so yeah, and in terms of the, the um, economic part, I think that the only thing that we have to do is to, to wait, you know, and, and as you said, this is just the, the first part of everything so and and everything is now so volatile so so yeah um also david um i would like to ask you so the the european union union has uh, reacted to the conflict with three uh, packages of restrictive uh, measures for for russia right so what are the implications of the sanctions adopted by the the european union Yeah, this is, a, let me say, a little bit of, uh, uh, at first glance, a surprise, no? because we are re- used to think as sanctions as something that, uh, okay, they have, they, I mean, usually United States put some sanction on specific countries yeah. and fundamentally who cares, uh, but except for the country itself, of course. But uh, in this case, it's, I mean, it's something mm-hmm. I think new, is uh, different, no? Because mm-hmm. the sanctions have a, a broad impact, uh, especially those on the central bank of Russia. Mm-hmm. Because in this case, this has an impact over, let me say, over all the markets, no? Because mm-hmm. they, of course, uh, is, from the financial market perspective, in my opinion, is not a lot on the equity side because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, equity, Russian equity are really a satellite in everyone's portfolio. And if you look at the weight before, I mean, the, the freeze of the, uh, the, the equity market, uh, the weight in the... MCA world was less than uh, 1% and in the emerging market uh, index was less than 3%. So it's, I mean, we can, we can avoid this part. Uh, the problem I think is uh, more on the uh, fixed income part uh-huh. because uh, I mean, the last two, three years, a lot of uh, fund managers, uh, emerging bond fund managers, put Russia and Ukraine and, uh, for example, also Belarus uh, in the portfolio. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, uh, I think uh, uh, now it seems strange, but uh, the, the rationale it was pretty good. I mean, you have Russia and if you believe uh, uh, in, uh, consider, uh, go back uh, to uh, March 2020. Uh, you know that the, the, we will open a new economic cycle and when you restart an economic cycle, commodities are, uh, are running, so mm-hmm. are repreciating. So uh, you, you take uh, the, the country where uh, commodities uh, have the, the, the best impact and one of those is for sure Russia, no? Uh, And if you consider Russia from the economical perspective, you have uh, an exceptional uh, ratio 
GDP on debt, uh, mm-hmm. on uh, reserves. So from the econo- uh, let me say fundamental perspective, it's quite it was quite a good, a good country in, mm-hmm. in, in, with respect to others. I don't know with respect to yeah. Turkey. No, mm-hmm. from the fundamental point of view. Uh, Ukraine, the same. You have uh, uh, a country where, uh, to, I mean, in 2019, uh, we started uh, a series of reform to go near Europe. They mm-hmm. received a lot of uh, IMF funds to yep. reform the country, to modernize the country. So, the, the rationale to invest there, it was pretty clear and pretty advantageous. If I remember correctly, on the fixed income market, Ukraine was uh, one of the best performing in 2019. So mm-hmm. the rationale was there. Uh, the problem is now that it's completely freezed. No? And mm-hmm. uh, the, mm, I think the major problem is there is no evidence on which kind of direction will take the exposure on uh, fixed income, Russian and Ukrainian. We say it's, it's a little bit different between the two because, of course, Russian is not a question of solidity of Gazprom or Lukoil or the, the banks that are uh, you know, freezed. Mm-hmm. It's just a technical Mm, for example, if you have in your portfolio uh, a, a Gazprom bond in dollar, you don't know if you receive your interest paid in dollar, in uh, rubble, or mm-hmm. in, or nothing. So it's uh, it's really uncertain, and you don't know if you can receive uh, accept the payments because not all the clearing house have the same rules. So it's it's really uh, complex, no? Uh, from the other part, Ukrainian is, let me say, uh, if if possible, more uncertain, because you don't know if the company you are invested in uh, will uh, stay in two months or will be destroyed or uh, maybe will be nationalized by Russia or uh, or maybe continue their mm-hmm. their job uh, as usual. So it's uh, it's really uh, now the, the 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 situation is completely uncertain. I think mm-hmm. so. You have I don't know ten, twelve percent of the portfolio, and you don't know, and you don't even know how to price it. So this is another point, no? Because uh, uh, we have seen a lot of uh, asset managers decide on different ways. So someone put uh, all the names uh, at zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this caused the NIV to move, uh, uh, to have a jump, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or other that uh, nominee a com- an internal committee to decide what is the fair value price of each single line. And so maybe the, the, you have a smoother uh, path for the NIV. So it's, uh, I mean, I think this this impact uh, will will stay until we don't have we don't move to, uh, as I mentioned before, the the next phase. No, because I imagine that once you have uh, uh, 
uh, a ceasefire, no? Uh, you try to go into the to the diplomacy, come back to work. Uh, you'll have, uh, especially from Europe, because I think Europe is the the weak part uh, on all this um, war. Uh, you'll have to, I mean, uh, from the public opinion, a push to lower the sanctions uh, because, of course, if you have uh, for one month sanctions, it's a, it's, it has an impact. If you have for one year, it's completely different or six months is completely different. So I think once we get the diplomacy, the tables, uh, the people are, uh, I mean, are talking more practically because it's true that now we have uh, already some table uh, mm-hmm. about diplomacy, but I think we are uh, really on the early stage. So we need some more practical intervention. And I think uh, we need the, the direct intervention of China because, I, in my opinion, China is the really as the crucial role. Yeah, can be can Definitely. be really the, the um, you know the, the the referee between the two. Yeah, because uh, Russia and the uh, Occidental world, non Russia and yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, I'm agree. I agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if obviously China in the future supports Russia, probably we will be with more issues than we are today. And and in the opposite, obviously, if um, China supports uh, the OTAN, obviously we will be bet in a better situation probably in the future. Um, and uh, David, I would like to, to know, um, have you changed the way you select funds for a portfolio since the start of the war and the adoption of the European Union measures, sanctions? Um, would you like to tell the listeners which aspects do you consider most important when selecting funds for a portfolio now in March 2022? Tough question. Uh, I have to say we, we don't change the way we select fund managers due to the Russian conflict. Uh, We always put uh, uh, extreme attention on how we Mm -hmm. build the portfolio, how the fund manager build the portfolio and how they uh, measure risk, how they implement strategies, what is the liquidity of the fund. So, all those kind of uh, themes that can be, I mean, in uh, normal times uh, are not so important, no? Because, of course, everyone mm-hmm. thinks that uh, the entire portfolio can be liquidated in normal times in one hour. Uh, and now we see that is mm-hmm. not the case. So it's, it's important. It's really important to understand uh, and uh, to understand if... Uh, the fund manager and the risk manager of the fund manager measure the liquidity percentage of the portfolio. So in uh, how many days you can uh, liquidate 30%, 50%, 80% of the portfolio. I think that we undervaluate this part of the fund selection 
but uh, in in in, the, in those times it's really important because it's 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 completely different no you know you have uh, uh, a, a russian bond and you want to sell it and you cannot uh, or you can but you have to cut the price uh, by half uh, and if you have uh, 8% 10% of the portfolio this has a several impact no so it's uh, mm-hmm. i think this and if i can say an a uh, forgotten usually forgotten part of the fund selection now is crucial mm-hmm. and uh, david um where would you say if uh sorry where would you say uh where is the safest place to invest right now hmm uh, still difficult because uh, as i mentioned before we we don't have just the risk of scenario we have a risk of scenario without the possibility to buy uh, bonds so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a difficult time if you want to uh, yeah. reduce risk i i still believe mm-hmm. that this year i mean from this value this point where we are now it's mm-hmm. uh, it's crucial to have uh, in the portfolio part of equity because uh, mm-hmm. let me say like that i'm sure i'm pretty sure that uh, only fixed income will produce a negative performance from now to the end of the year i have some hope that uh, a balanced portfolio will produce uh, a positive performance from now mm-hmm. to the end of the year of course uh, the yeah. the commodity part is still uh, uh, crucial in the portfolio be careful not all the commodity parts because uh, i think uh, metals are achieving extreme levels but for example mm-hmm. agriculture can be a structural uh, performer in the portfolio uh, gold mm-hmm. is still uh, i mean gold is very uh, difficult to manage because you never know when is useful and when is not So in my opinion goal you have to decide strategically if you want 5 to 10% in the portfolio and keep it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and the last one uh, is related to inflation as it seems that uh, mm-hmm. inflation yeah. uh, will stay with us for longer. So it's important to defend the portfolio and it seems that it works uh, uh, until now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Because I think it's you know good to to know where where should we invest now. Um, I have heard something about you know cyber security probably um, that is something that you know uh, we can invest and we don't have to worry that much. Um, so yeah, uh, now I would like to continue. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, with BCC uh, Risparmio and, and Previdenza. So how is BCC responding to, to this conflict? Um, so from the financial perspective, so the technical one, mm-hmm. we ta- tactically yeah, reduce the, the, the risk, the, the equity. Mm-hmm. So five to eight points we reduced and... Um, To be honest, we were already, let me say, not so much from the risky part, 
because uh, we think that 2022 won't be the the, the same as 2021. So we mm-hmm. we were already on the as we call the neutral no uh, side of the risk appetite. And now we reduce a little bit uh, in order to understand better uh, when we move to the next phase, uh, if the valuation are uh, fair, uh, because now we have to consider mm-hmm. that uh, some areas are, uh, I think, are fair on valuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, some others are, are not, are still not. Uh, so we have to when the let me say the volatility the overall volatility calm down we will see the valuation we will see the fundamentals and then decide if we increasing risk or stay where we are and if i can add mm-hmm. yeah uh, of course the most important thing for me is from the commercial part not from mm-hmm. the financial part because the most important thing now is to uh, stay with our clients Of course. So I spend a lot of time uh, talking with our branches, talking with our clients. Yeah. Because the the worst thing to do now is uh, to reason with the belly and not with the brain. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. So this is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, David. Um, now, um, this is going to be the last, uh, but not the least, <laughs> Uh, thing that I would like to know. Um, may you describe uh, what is your biggest challenge when selecting funds? Not just now with the war and everything. I mean, in general. Okay. In, in general, uh, I think that the, the hardest part is to maintain neutrality, to mm-hmm. maintain objectivity. Because it's happening, you know, that... Uh, You are talking with uh, people that uh, you think they are smart yep. because they, they seem smart. Mm-hmm. No, every or almost every fund manager seems smarter than you. And so you have to uh, maintain objectivity and try to understand uh, what is behind the face. No, uh, and, and this is, uh, I have to say again, is you acquire this competence with experience. Because I remember 10 years ago or 12 years ago when I started interviewing fund managers, it was everything, uh, oh, this is very smart, a very smart approach, very yeah. interesting approach. And now, you are, I mean, you, you try to understand what are the, the difficult questions you have to pose to understand what is behind the face. Mm-hmm. No, because for every fund manager is different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you. Thank you, David. Um, thank you very much again for, you know, for sharing your experience, your opinion, uh, well, everything on, on an important and, and as I said at the beginning, a very difficult topic, a very complicated situation. Um, because I think that sometimes obviously is is hard or probably is scary to to give your opinion. So yeah, my dear listeners, uh, this podcast has come to to an end. Um, 
regarding the invasion of Ukraine, I just uh, call for, for peace, dialogue and, and collaboration. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, David. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thanks to you. And, and of course, as I always say, I hope that these uh, really interesting discussions uh, get growing. And we look forward to the upcoming talks with uh, more fans, lectures, um, more panelists. So, yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Bye bye.